We're back. 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. Two episodes in two days. That's right, because like I told you yesterday, I promised when Wake Forest hired a new coach, we'd be here with the podcast. And sure enough, it happened within 24 hours of the last podcast going live. But we are here nonetheless. I've got a good conversation with Les Johns from Demon Deacon Digest. He's one of our uh, Wake Forest publishers and writers. He's got the inside scoop. And so without further ado, let's get right into it. A conversation with Les Johns. Wake Forest hired Steve Forbes to be the head coach of their men's basketball team. All right, and I'm bringing in Les Johns, publisher of Demon Deacon Digest for 24-7 Sports. Les, has this been the busiest week of your coronavirus season? Yeah, it's been uh, incredibly busy. Uh, a week ago this time, I was uh, relatively oblivious. I was just getting ready to pre-write some uh, NFL draft stories for uh, Demon Deacon players that we expected to get drafted. <laughs> and uh, got a tip uh, late Thursday night last week that uh, my life was about to change. So, uh, And then started getting to work on that. And by Friday morning, we, we broke the story that uh, Danny Manning was getting dismissed. And, and it's been kind of all out ever since then. Yeah, and so now Wake Forest, just a week after firing former coach Danny Manning, has hired Steve Forbes, who in his time as a head coach, including at the junior college level, is rocking an 80% winning percentage. So really strong stuff there. How excited are Wake Forest fans, and how excited should they be? Wake Forest fans should be and are uh, thrilled right now. Uh, and one of the things I gathered through talking to sources even as late as this morning was one of the things about Steve Forbes that really excited the decision makers was his his ability to win at every level of the, of the game. In other words, when he stepped away, not stepped away, when he was forced out at Tennessee with, with the uh, with the uh, recruiting stuff with uh, with head coach Bruce, Bruce Pearl, he revamped his career at the, at the community college and junior college level, won there. You know, he won big as an assistant at Wichita State. And then, you know, he's won now at the mid-major level at East Tennessee State, including winning 30 games last year, winning the Southern Conference Championship and was on their way to the NCAA tournament. You know, he's won big at every level of college basketball and has recruited well at every level of college basketball. And it's his 20-plus years of, of experience in the, in the field that really has Wake Forest uh, power brokers excited. You know, to be perfectly frank with you, I was a bit surprised that they were able to land Steve Forbes. I mean, he's the hottest mid-major coach on the market. He wins everywhere, just like you said. So how surprised were you that Wake Forest was able to land Forbes? And how much did his prior relationship with athletic director John Curry play into his eventual hire? Oh, I mean, it had to be key to getting this done, obviously. The two were together at Tennessee for for three-plus years. There is that personal connection. The other thing that might get undervalued about uh, the ability to pull off this hire at this time is the Wake Forest is clearly the best job available in college basketball this year. Largely, I guess, in a way, because it's the only one. You know, the, the coronavirus pandemic has obviously short-circuited what would usually be a robust, you know, coaching carousel. And the conventional wisdom is that next year, about the, you know about this time or a little bit before, that it will be a massive coaching carousel. So for for athletic director John Curry to kind of get ahead of the ball game and to be able to make the move that he wanted to make in terms of uh, changing up the direction of Wake Forest men's basketball by moving beyond Danny Manning and get out on the job market and look for the best guy 
why nobody else really is. I mean, that was a huge, huge coup for him, you know, and that enabled him to get, they feel like they, they selected six of the top candidates. They interviewed those six over the first two days and they nailed it down to the final two, which were Steve Forbes and Wes Miller from UNCG. And they feel like they got the, their best two candidates in their final two and they believe they got their top candidate to, to, to pick them. So, uh, like I said, the Wake Forest, you know, uh, decision makers are thrilled. The Wake Forest fan base is thrilled right now. So one thing that I thought could have potentially gotten in the way of this hire is that Wake Forest reportedly owed former coach Danny Manning a $15 million buyout. And I have two questions related to that. One, is there any news about how much Wake Forest will be paying Steve Forbes? And two, I saw Jeff Goodman tweet this morning that Wake Forest thinks it will only have to pay about half of that $15 million buyout. How much do you think that difference in what Wake owes Coach Manning made it possible for Wake Forest to offer Forbes a competitive contract? Yeah, I think that probably has a lot to do with it. I mean, uh, I don't have the same reporting that Jeff Goodman does. In our discussions with Wake Forest Athletic Director uh, John Curry, he, he kind of I mean, I asked him directly at the press conference, you know, Saturday, the virtual press conference, I might add. I asked about the, the buyout and, and, you know, how that impacted things and that stuff. And, and he basically dismissed the notion that the numbers that we'd heard out in the public via the media, he, he dismissed that those are all accurate. And I guess that the good things are reporting today kind of reflects that that numbers in, in, in at least a flux at this moment in time. So obviously not having to, to to fork out that money right away to Danny Manning probably does free up the ability to sign a quality coach like Steve Forbes. And, you know, obviously it looks like there's going to be, you know, some legal wrangling over the next few months to years as Wake Forest and Danny Manning tries to decide on the amount that he's eventually owed. So then let's think about basketball for a second. (laughs) What's the next step for Steve Forbes? I see that there are a number of Wake Forest players exploring the transfer market. Is that going to be his focus? Keeping last year's roster together? Or perhaps recruiting? Because I see Wake Forest currently doesn't have a single commit in the class of 2021. So where do you think Steve Forbes will direct his attention once all the press conferences are over? Yeah, I'm expecting the actual press conference. I'm expecting the official announcement from the school to come uh, later today. And then the actual press conference, virtual press conference with, with Forbes will happen tomorrow. And I would expect right after that press conference tomorrow that he'll be uh, first recruiting his current players that are, that are on the roster and potentially reaching out to some of the key guys who have entered the transfer portal or maybe backed away from their commits. There's a wean and Jalen Gibson, a 2020 uh, uh, signee who's asked for his waiver that's getting a lot of high major interest. He will probably reach out to him to see if he can maybe re-recruit him. And then in the transfer portal, there's a, there's a uh, returning sophomore guard, Jacoby Neath, who showed a lot of promise uh, late in the season last year. And, of course, uh, all-ACC candidate Shondi Brown, who had narrowed his choices down to the Final Four, that he could potentially try to get both those guys and see if there's a chance to bring those guys back from the transfer portal. Um, there are also, quite honestly, a couple of other guys who had not entered the portal uh, that had talked about it, you know, internally. And, you know, John Curry had reached out to those guys and said, hey, we're going to have our new coach here within a day or two. But why don't you guys hold tight? So uh, there could be more attrition. My my perception is that the, the players are excited about this, uh, excited about the hire. So perhaps there's reverse attrition with some guys come back in, but there always could be a couple more guys to leave instead. It, it, it's in flux 
Right now, there are nine scholarship players that are currently on the roster. Um, but, you know, that's, that, that, yeah, it's, it's a massive uh, roster building game for Steve Forbes right off. Okay, so one last question for you, and I know you're working with very little certain information, but I want to know what your expectations are for Wake Forest this year, in the next two to three years, in the next five years, and yes, I am absolutely stealing the poll you just uh, put on Twitter before we hopped on this call. I haven't even looked to see what the results are. (laughs) It's like 75% Wake Forest will return to the tournament in two to three years. I think that that is probably reasonable given what we know about Steve Forbes. You know, like he said, he was the best mid-major coach available on the market this this season. Wake went out and got him. And I think he's going to win big. You know, I think he's going to win big at Wake Forest. And, um, you know, I think that they'll make the NCAA tournament next year. Um, You know, probably not. I mean, there's there's a massive rebuilding process in terms of the roster. Um, They do have incredible facilities. They're obviously committed to winning, you know, uh, and they're in the best basketball conference in America. So there's a lot of pauses at Wake Forest, but but you know the cupboard is relatively bare, dependent upon you know who decides to come back. So you know I think getting back to the NCAA tournament within two to three years is a reasonable expectation. Uh, I think if you're a Wake Forest fan, you, you hope that that Forbes can cobble together a roster that can at least you know maybe go 500 next season, uh, which you know is something that Danny Manning didn't do in five out of six years on on the job. So I think, you know, it's a win-win for Wake Forest in terms they're going to capture more victories in the short term, but in in the long term, they're definitely going to be set up for success. All right. Well, on a personal level, I really hope this works out because I'm a big fan of Wake Forest jerseys, and I'm a big fan of having jersey diversity in the NCAA tournament, and I like that black and gold. Thank you so much, Les, for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. Have a great day. All right. Thanks again to Les Johns, publisher of the Demon Deacon Digest on 247sports.com. Really appreciate him coming on. Morning of big news. He's a very busy man, especially today. Really appreciate it. Be sure to check out his work over there. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. Like I told you yesterday, when there's big news... When the biggest mid-major coach is hired at a ma- uh, at a major level school, we're going to hop on and do the show. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts if you haven't already. Big shout out to all the people coming to the podcast via embeds on 247sports.com. I see you. I hear you. Do us a favor, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That way you can get it faster and then the embeds. But we appreciate you listening nonetheless. For Les Johns, I'm Tony Levitt. This is the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. of sports mixed with your pop culture along with humor and celebrity interviews your earbuds are enjoying the rich eisen show dan orlovsky are you still a Jaden daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy i think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one i think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft every quarterback in the nfl is accurate he's got the best on tape number two most transferable stuff to the nfl and then i think the third thing is pocket peace search for the rich eisen show on youtube or wherever you listen